Hey, really quick before we get into this episode, if you're hearing this intro, it means that my new podcast with my friend Veronica called Socially Unfiltered has officially launched and we would love for you to join us over there. I wanted to make sure I put this intro before all of the previous episodes of the Social Media Survival Guide podcast because just so much has changed since these episodes were published, but the content in these episodes still holds a very special place in my heart. So you may hear some links or some Instagram handles that I'm no longer using being mentioned in these episodes. So I just wanted to give you one place where you knew you could find everything. If you want to keep up with me, Lex, on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at justlexpage, J-U-S-T-L-E-X-P-A-I-G-E. And that's where you can find all of my social media content. It's where you can find all of the different ways we can work together and all of the resources I have to help you survive social media. And like I said, some links may be outdated. So if you're interested in any of my guides, any of my templates, or any of my resources for helping you survive social media, you can find everything at stan.store slash page, and I'll link everything in this description. But come join us over on the new podcast. Again, it's called Socially Unfiltered. You can find us on Instagram at sociallyunfilteredpod. You can find the podcast where wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, I'll link everything in this episode description. Whether this is your first time listening to the Social Media Survival Guide or your millionth re-listen, thank you for being here. But I'm so excited to start this new journey with you. So please come hang out with us over on Socially Unfiltered. We would love to have you. But for now, I'll let you get into the episode that you were trying to listen to. And hopefully I'll see you over there. Enjoy. Welcome to the Social Media Survival Guide, an experience designed to help us all survive social media. We're gonna go on deep dives into what goes on behind the scenes in this industry, talk to some of the most amazing entrepreneurs, and I'm sharing all of my favorite tools and resources that I use to survive social media. We do things a little more authentic around here, and I'm glad that you made it. I'm your host, Lex, and I'm just surviving social media one day at a time. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back. Happy Monday. Did you hear that? We have a new intro. (laughs) I just realized it'll be on this episode because I finally sat down and did it. I have such a bad habit of making things in my head seem like they're going to be like four hours long to do when in reality it takes like 30 minutes. I literally just made a TikTok about that. It's one of my icks about myself. Um, Hi, how's everything going? How was your weekend? I... I have a lot to talk about today. But before we do that, so today's episode is a little bit different than it normally is. I mean, it's not. Um, So for the last few weeks, what I've been doing is the podcast episode kind of piggybacks off of what the YouTube video is about. I've also kind of added in the socials and society segment. So there's no YouTube video this week because next week's YouTube video is going to be... I'm going to post a chapter from... The Social Media Manager's Survival Guide, the chapter about pricing your services, just because it is what I get asked literally every single day. And the way that I explain it in content is literally the same exact way that I teach it in the guide. So I'm just going to go ahead and put that chapter out there. I mean, there's still 11 other chapters inside of the guide. So it's not like, you know, I'm just giving away like a lot. Um, But that one chapter, I think I'm going to take like a little excerpt from it. Like I probably won't take the whole entire thing, but just the part that kind of walks you through, you know, how to actually sit down and price your services. But anyway, that's going to be the YouTube video next week. So because of that, I am just taking a little bit more time to edit and to kind of research for that and just make sure I have everything laid out for it just because I want to make sure that anything like that, anything that talks about pricing, I don't think I've ever done like just a YouTube video or just a podcast episode like all about pricing services and like I said it's literally what I get asked the most often about so we're gonna talk about it but anyway so this week's episode is 
basically just one big socials and society <laughs> segment. Emphasis on the T. Um, okay, so I want to talk about today, and I tried so hard to like, <laughs> I'm like, what concept from these topics can I make a YouTube video about? And like, literally just all of it is gossipy, and I can't not talk about it. <laughs> especially like from the marketing side on a lot of this. So one of the very first things that I want to talk about today is the whole Tarte trip to Dubai with all the makeup TikTokers and makeup influencers. Um, and then that kind of leads me down the path to talk about the whole scandal with Michaela Nugera and the whole L'Oreal mascara. But like I said, it's kind of just like this random mix of all of these things that there's certain things I need to point out because social media plays like such a crazy huge role in all of these things that are happening right now um, and if you know me I like to talk about events that are happening in pop culture so I'm hoping that you will learn something about social media throughout this episode but just full disclosure this is very much just me um, wanting to have a conversation about TikTok drama <laughs> not in like a bad way like I know I said gossipy but I don't mean like talking badly like basically I just want to analyze these situations and give what I would consider to be a marketing perspective on them so let's do a quick ad and then we will get into I want to say the first topic but honestly this is all probably just going to blend together so I'll just say we'll get right into it after the sad all right so let's start with the tart trip so I'm just going to do like a really, really quick recap. I'm going to give myself a two-minute max on my timer because if you are already familiar with this situation, I don't want you to have to sit through like a 10-minute long recap of it. So basically, Tarte is a makeup company. Um, in my opinion, they're about mid-tier pricing. They're not necessarily cheap, but they're not necessarily on like the most expensive end of the spectrum. So last week, um, for my time frame right now, last week, Tarte did an influencer trip to Dubai. And on that trip, there were 10 influencers plus their plus ones. And just a lot, a lot, a lot of controversy has been coming up about it. And a lot of them were like Alex Earl, who's obviously blowing up very quickly and like gaining a lot of traction on TikTok right now, not blowing up overnight, if you saw my story about that, because Alex Earl did not blow up overnight. She's been posting consistently for three years. Um, so just like fun little fact. But anyway, okay, so Alex Earl, like all these other influencers go on this tart trip and from the math and like I did this math too just because I didn't want to fully trust like TikToks that I was seeing um so they flew these influencers plus their plus one so 20 people total they flew them to Dubai on Emirates which is a very very like high class European airline and I looked it up from New York City because realistically that's probably where a lot of them left from and from New York City to Dubai on first class Emirates is $22,000 a person. So again, 20 people total, about $22,000 each for these plane tickets depending on when they were purchased. You're looking at minimum 400 grand just for the travel there and then when they got there they stayed at, I believe it was the Ritz Carlton I didn't write down the exact name but they each had their own private villa that using my best judgment I couldn't find the exact resort um, because I didn't know the name of it and there wasn't really anybody talking about this part of it everybody was like really just focusing on the flight cost but the villa cost was probably I would say anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars a night um, I don't know exactly how long this trip was, but I believe it was like a weekend. So like they were probably there for like three, four nights, which again, 
multiplying all of that together. I'm not even going to give an exact number that I think it was around because who knows. And at the end of the day, it was a lot of money. That's the bottom line. It was a lot of money. And that's not the part that I think is like the most messed up of all of this. And it's not what I think a lot of other people are super upset about either because businesses have marketing campaign budgets. They have influencer trip budgets. They have budgets for these things. It doesn't cost any more for them to do one of these trips than it would be to get a billboard on the busiest highway in Los Angeles. Like, it's just not as crazy of a number as I think people are making it out to be. Um, Like, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I mean by it's not a crazy amount. But I think the amount itself, which if I had to like roughly ballpark, they easily spent millions of dollars on this trip and they have the creator like of Tarte the founder um has come out to say that she did not receive any funding from Dubai's like tourist board to do this trip there and like these girls were like out in the desert with like camels and like like it was a crazy trip so okay again money not the problem here like the amount that was spent on this trip and on this like influencer campaign Again, not the issue. And she did say that the influencers were not paid for being there, but they were, you know, all costs paid for. Like, in my opinion, go have that experience. Like, ladies, get your bag as long as it's, like, ethical and, like, not going against, you know, your morals and whatever. I basically said the same thing, like, because it's hard for me because, like, I, as a creator, I'm not anybody big. I'm not super, like, followed. I don't have a million followers, but I do get invited to, like, creator events and stuff. And I'm not paid to go to them, but I go to them. So it would be wrong of me to say, like, none of these girls should have gone on this trip. Like, that's so wrong. Like, no, go have that experience. Like, at the end of the day, you're not tart. Like, you are just a face for tart on this trip. Um, So that's kind of what I want to break down is, again, they weren't paid to be there, but my first problem with this whole situation is that none of them use Tarte products. None of the influencers that were on this trip that are known for their get ready with me videos, none of them use Tarte products. If anything, some of them use Shape Tape. If you don't know about, I still am an avid Shape Tape user. Like I love Tarte Shape Tape. It's hands down the best concealer I've ever used in my life. Um, and I'm not like a makeup person. Like also, let me just put that out there. I'm not like fully invested in this situation because I'm like a lover of makeup talk or like the makeup industry or anything. Um, I it's just very prominent right now on TikTok, and I can't help but be invested in it because one, I'm seeing 55 videos about it a day. Two. Again, there's a lot of like marketing things that go into this that just like have me in a chokehold. Okay, so basically this whole trip was a PR disaster because these girls don't actively use the Tarte product. So that to me was the first thing that was like, okay. And then normally on these trips, they like supply the influencers with products and like either have them use them while they're there or like give them away to their followers or their audience or whatever. And they didn't do any of that. And like, this was my whole thing. Like they, the whole thing was in promotion for, I believe, a new foundation that they have coming out. And all of the girls did post about the new foundation. 
some of them didn't even know what it was. They didn't know how to pronounce it. They like, like you could clearly tell that they had never used it before. And granted, it's a new product. And Tarte probably did say like, hey, just by the time you leave, make a video with this product. But to us, like as the audience who know Alex Earl's makeup routine, like I know Alex Earl's makeup routine and I don't even enjoy watching that type of content. I just see it so often that I know she doesn't use Tarte products. I actually think she does use the shape tape sometimes, but like she doesn't use Tarte products. So that was kind of like personally my biggest issue with that was it's so hard for me to watch creators do shit for money. Like that's why it's so hard for me to respect a lot of people in this industry because they are so quick to sell out. Like they'll take any brand partnership that comes their way and blah, blah, blah. But to me, like one of those influencers, again, I'm torn between being like, go for the experience. Yes, like that's an amazing thing. But for me, and I posted about this on my story the other day, like I went through and added up all of the brand deals that I said no to over the course of 2022. And it was over $20,000, like $20,000 worth of brand deals were pitched to me that I said no to because it just wouldn't feel natural. How can I make a video? Like I had this company reach out and they're like, oh, we do like video screen recording. So like if you have a team, you know, you can like screen record steps and like show them how to do certain things and basically like a team platform. And I was like, but I'm not a team. Like it's just me. I don't actively hire people. Like I don't really have anything that that would be useful for. They offered me $2,000 for a TikTok video. Like to go on their platform, granted it was whitelisted and like being going to be run as an going to be ran as an ad on their platform, but like I I don't even think I could my content isn't scripted. I'm not acting in my content. Like when I make a video, it is genuinely just me sitting down and hitting record and speaking. So that's what's hard for me with like a brand sending me like a script outline that I need to follow. And like I said, I've only ever done two brand deals in the past and I had creative rights on both of them. Like both of them, they were like, these videos can be literally whatever you want. So that's, and I understand again from the marketing space, like an ad script, like you do need it to be worded a certain way and you do, you know, want certain points to be emphasized. So I think a lot of that came from these companies trusting my judgment of what I wanted these videos to say. But again, it would just feel so unnatural to me to like act in a video or like act in an ad. And it's just because I'm not an actor. Um, So it might not be as weird for some other people to do it but again that's what makes it so hard for me like I rarely ever look to influencers like who are self-proclaimed influencers I rarely look to them to be like what outfit are they wearing what skincare products are they using like no I go on like reddit and look for actual people who are on there like starting a discussion who I know aren't well that was a lie. Some people on Reddit do get paid to go in there and promote their products. You just have to know which like threads to look for. I can send you some good ones if you ever need them. Like I'm, I'm very reliant on Reddit for like skincare. I just recently, actually, I'm not even going to talk about it. I just spent like $150 literally replacing my entire skincare routine. And I'm super, super excited about it because oh, the packaging is so cute. And like, it's not Drunk Elephant. I tried Drunk Elephant. Okay, so last year I tried Drunk Elephant and Good Molecules and I really, really liked both of them, but 
I don't know if this is going to be the correct way for me to say this because again, I don't consider myself an expert on this, but I do like to like kind of know what I'm using and putting on my face and stuff. I've really never used anything but like face wash. Um, I just have never had to. And I'm not saying that because like, oh, my skin's perfect. I don't have to do anything to it. But like, I really honestly just never cared. Um, and I didn't have like excessive like acne or like discoloration or anything. So I just never really looked into it. But I'm getting old and I'm seeing like parts of my face that look a little bit different. And I'm like, bitch, get that wrinkle off of my forehead right now. And don't get me wrong. I'm the first person to be like, I'll go get some Botox in my forehead. But at the end of the day, it is better to just like make the investment into maintaining your skin. I don't know. I've really fallen down a skincare like rabbit hole lately. Um, but so the brand that I replaced everything with is called the Inky List. And the reason that I really, really like it is because it's not like, oh, here's a face wash and there's five different ingredients in it. Here's a serum and there's 12 different ingredients in it. Like everything that you purchase from them is a standalone ingredient for the most part. So it's like retinol, you know, you shouldn't use retinol with a lot of other things. Like you're not supposed to mix retinol with like vitamin C. Um, I have a moisturizer that I absolutely love, but there's vitamin C in it. So if I were to like add retinol into my routine, I wouldn't be able to use that moisturizer. So again, it's just really cool because like, I don't know, just go to the inkylist.com and look at their products. Like, first of all, they're affordable AF. Um, second of all, they're all clean ingredients. Like, it's not like this is a cheap, quote unquote, skin brand. They just, there's no high markup because one, their packaging is so basic. Like, it's, but <laughs> it's so cute, but like, it's basic. You know, they're not doing like crazy bottles and like glass jars and stuff, which a lot of the time products, what you're paying for is the packaging. And especially if you're a small business owner, you know that because your like shipping costs and your packaging and your tissue paper and your thank you cards, like that all adds up. And that's the literal same thing with like big brand products that we purchase. Like you pay a lot of the time for the branding of it and for um, the packaging of it. But anyway, I'm, I'm obsessed with what their packaging looks like because it literally looks like my branding. Like it's just black and white, simple, bold letters. Like, it, oh, it's so cute. And it's going to look so cute on a shelf all together and everything's going to match. Um, but anyway, I'm not like turning into a skincare and makeup platform, um, but I have fallen down that Reddit hole, that Reddit rabbit hole of skincare um, and found the Inky List. So I'm really excited to try it. So anyway, I, I honestly don't even remember what I was talking about, but I haven't said that out loud to anybody and I've been really excited about it. So thank you for listening. <laughs> Sorry, it was so long. So anyway, back to the, the influencers using these products. So like I said, their videos weren't even like slightly convincing. Like they were saying the name wrong or they didn't like really know how to use the product. And I know people who look up to influencers and like buy anything that their favorite influencer has and ask no questions but like to me this trip was just not it um and there's a lot of other parts to it so like they after the girls got back from the trip apparently on indeed tart had listed an open position for like brand and marketing and pr management which I got conflicting information on this. I tried to verify it. I mean, the, the listing is on Indeed. Um, and it does say that it's been active for a long time. But from what I understand, I've never posted on Indeed. But from what I understand, you can keep the same listing and just like deactivate it. 
So some people are saying this has been listed for two years, like it's always been there and other people are saying like, no, the listing was deactivated and it was reactivated and that's why it still says two years. So there's a very strong chance that these job listings were already posted, but they didn't gain any attention until after this because I don't know, to me it just kind of seemed like, (laughs) again, a huge PR disaster. Like it just did not go well and again it just wasn't natural to see these girls using these products but then the other part of that too is like the point of these trips isn't for the influencers audiences to like sit back and watch and be like oh I love that for her because here's the thing okay especially with Tarte's audience so like I said in the beginning Tarte to me is a very like mid to lower tier priced makeup point not like like don't get me wrong it's not like drugstore prices but it's it's not charlotte tilbury it's not makeup by mario it's not i know so much about makeup talk it's like weird (laughs) but it's not this crazy crazy expensive price range so the people in my opinion and like i said i'm an avid tart shape tape user like i'm not relating with these girls going on this trip to dubai and normally that's the purpose of these trips is for you know the audience to get involved and to like be able to you know interact with them and be able to like win giveaways and stuff like with the products and it would just it it seemed very very centered on like none of that which like if that was the point that's fine but in my opinion it was I don't know just like a huge PR disaster the whole thing is just like weird and unrelatable because again not every Tarte product user is relating with somebody going on a $500,000 vacation. And again, like from the marketing perspective, like it could go one of two ways. Like either it wasn't meant to be relatable or they were trying to be relatable and they just like completely missed the mark. But again, I would be hypocritical because I do go to creator events and I don't necessarily go to them because they're giving back. Um, the way that I think everybody is expecting Tarte to, which they don't have to. Tarte doesn't owe us or anybody anything. And these girls are free to do whatever they want at the end of the day. But just like not a good move, on my opinion, like kind of out of touch. Which speaking of out of touch, okay, let's talk about Michaela. So if you don't know Michaela, Michaela is a TikTok makeup person. I don't know if she like she does makeup. I don't know if she's an artist. I don't know, whatever. But she does makeup. Basically, she's been like in hot water a couple times before. So the first thing that was weird to me about her was like she would be promoting products that I had tried that I didn't like. Like I didn't try them because she was promoting them. But like I would just see her be like, this is how and like everybody's skin is different. It's no big deal. Like things are going to work different for everybody. So back in December, Michaela was in hot water because supposedly there was okay so there was this girl she's a server at a restaurant she posted a tiktok and was like Michaela came into the restaurant tonight and she was with her family and she was super rude and her dad was super rude and just like basically saying that like Michaela was not a nice person so Michaela caught this video like kind of got some traction so Michaela commented on this video and she was like I'm so sorry. Like, I have such bad social anxiety. I didn't mean for it to be rude. Like, this whole thread. Then she DMs the girl and is, again, apologizing for being rude and saying, you know, my husband is normally my safe space and, like, he wasn't there and my dad isn't rude. He's just really blunt. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, basically defending their actions. So the girl who made the video, like, the server, 
I guess didn't respond to Michaela for a couple days. So Michaela deleted all of her comments that was that were apologizing and then she blocked the girl on Instagram like where she DM'd her and made just a regular makeup video. She's just like doing her makeup but like in the middle of it she kind of just like slips it in like yeah that was so fucked up like that was so not true like it was all bullshit that never happened blah 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 and everybody was like but you publicly apologized for it happening, but now all of a sudden it never happened? Like, it was just very, very strange. Um, There's been a lot of people that, like, have made videos saying that they, like, went to high school with her and, like, that she's just, like, not a nice person and I don't know. So anyway, the whole situation that she's in right now is literally the number one reason for, again, me not accepting brand deals. Why I don't think influencers should just be going on every single trip that they get invited on. Because like at some point you sell out and at some point it's just so disheartening and it's not relatable and it's people don't want to follow along on your journey anymore because it's hard to trust you so Michaela made a video promoting this L'Oreal telescopic mascara and it was a sponsored post so it was an ad she was paid to make this video and in the video it's just so funny like especially because I know how video editing works so when the video starts one eye is done like one eye has this amazing lash look on like they're long they're perfectly curled there's no clumps blah 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 and her other eye is bare so she's doing her mascara on the bare eye for this video she puts on one coat and it is it is not what that other eye looks like like that other eye does not look like what the mascara looks like on the bare eye So then the video cuts, like there's a break. And when it comes back, she has the same perfect lashes on the originally bare eye that she did on the eye when it started. Like the lashes are just perfect. And she's like, oh, I put on another coat. And everybody in the comments is like, no, bitch, those are Ardell Demi Wispies and we all know it. Like, again, I'm not even a makeup person and I know exactly what lash extensions from Ardell she's wearing. Like, it's not good. And okay, so now everybody's like, well, we can't trust what she says and blah, blah, blah. And like so many other people have now gone out and bought this mascara to like prove that it works or to prove that it doesn't work and to prove that she's wearing lashes like fake lashes in that video and based off of all the other reviews that I've seen I mean she woke up Jeffree Star like I'm like full disclaimer I'm not a Jeffree Star fan like I know he has a very very controversial and like he's very like a very controversial past and he's very racist and um I, I'm not like a diehard Jeffree Star supporter or anything, but I do know that Jeffree Star stopped making content. Um, so two days after Michaela posts this video, Jeffree comes back and he's like, we're back, bitches. Like, I know you missed my unbiased opinions. Like, here we are. No lies, no falsies, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a little aggressive. <laughs> it's a little bullying-like. Um, Jeffree Star's always kind of been a bully, though. So basically now all of these other people are going out and buying this mascara. So whether she's wearing false lashes in the video or not, like the goal was accomplished. Um, And there definitely have been people who are like, L'Oreal told her to do that. Like everybody knows that they did it on purpose. It's just a marketing stunt and blah, blah, blah. But like, here's my thing. If it was a marketing stunt, both L'Oreal and Michaela are dumb as fuck. And like, sorry for saying it like that. But like mascara will never, I don't care what mascara you use. You can use the most expensive mascara in the world. 
it will never make your lashes look like fake ones ever it will never like there is no mascara that gives a perfectly false lash look there's not or feel free to prove me wrong um but just like there's not like fake lashes have such a distinct look we all know what that swoop looks like it's the perfect c curl at like the edge of your lash line like it's we know what fake lashes look like right so that's what I don't understand is if it was just a marketing campaign and they told her to do that, like it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't want to believe that because that just means Michaela straight up sold out. That means like she straight up just jeopardized the entire trust of her entire 14 million follower audience by lying to them. Um, so another part of this that's kind of funny is a couple I think it was in 2021. Somebody found this video. I'll, if you want to see it, DM me on Instagram because I have it saved on TikTok. Um, but this girl found an old video of Michaela's where Michaela basically says exactly that, that brands are paying influencers to wear false lashes in their mascara videos. Like literally she says that and she's like, oh, you can't even tell. So there is like a weird part of me that is like, maybe that video that she made is like resurfacing and she's gonna come back and be like see I told you none of y'all could tell I was wearing falsies but I think it kind of backfired because like everybody could tell um and could definitely tell that there was like a cut in the clip like where there shouldn't be um and then the other part that's weird to me too is at the time of recording this she posted it two days ago and she's very much like an active TikToker, like posts every day, if not multiple times a day. And that was the last video that she posted. It's currently at 25 million views at the time of me recording this. Um, so just for her to not be respond, and she's not responding to anything. Like she was responding to a couple comments and now she's not. Um, so I think to me, there's just a lot of signs of like, she's probably sweating this one a little bit like she hasn't been posting I also went to L'Oreal's social media to see if they have said anything and they didn't um and then two other things with the whole thing which is why I don't believe I don't think it was an intentional marketing campaign I think Michaela used the mascara saw that it didn't make her lashes look good so she put falsies on and then tried to trick us all into thinking that I do not think this was planned I think she's sloppy and underestimates the intelligence of her audience if it is a marketing campaign then I'll eat every word I ever said but okay so the other thing so I was having a conversation with one of my friends um she didn't really give me permission to share this so I'm not going to share like names or anything but basically she has a friend who has done collaborations with L'Oreal in the past and like currently and she's never been asked to do anything sketchy like that she's never been asked to lie she's never been asked to you know put false lashes on to promote a mascara like so there's that then I also have another video saved that if you want me to send this to you let me know um this girl who's a professional makeup artist made a video like with all of the L'Oreal campaigns that she had ever worked on like pictures of them like the pictures of the lashes from these campaigns that she's photographed and or um that she's done the makeup for so she goes on to say that l'oreal was very strict like they were having her sign affidavits and like there were certain like clauses in their agreements that like 
it could legally be held up in court if she did anything to like manipulate anything but the product. Like basically if she used false lashes, she could be sued for that, for like false advertisement. Because that's what it is. It's false advertisement. So that's what like... Yeah, it might be a marketing campaign, but at the end of the day, that's false advertisement and that's like punishable by law. So that's just where this whole thing is weird to me is like you, if this is a marketing campaign, I think Michaela is dumb AF for jeopardizing again that trust with the her entire audience because like there was another time too, it was I think a Maybelline pressed powder foundation. She like did a review on it or like did a sponsored post or whatever and she was like oh my god it's so good and like I can't I don't really like Michaela I've never really liked Michaela I mean she's a lot like it's just not my jam kind of um I've also heard that she talks in a fake accent like she very much emphasizes her accent for her TikToks but like whatever that's neither here nor there (laughs) just another thing for me to bitch about but yeah I just think it's so dumb for you to jeopardize that trust with your audience because like I know for me oh sorry I didn't even finish that story so the Maybelline pressed powder in the video she's like oh my god it's so good it's so amazing blah 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 but then like she has like five TikTok filters on the video so like you can't actually see what her skin looks like like that's a filter um so a bunch of people bought the product and they were like super unhappy with it and that was when everybody was like you're literally just selling out so this has happened before that's what's like so mind-blowing to me is like this isn't the first time and like I don't think her bit if you will. Like, I don't think the persona or, like, character that she's trying to be is, like, the girl who lies about stuff being good. Like, it's just weird. Do you know what I mean? Um, Speaking of people lying, does anybody else find themselves on Scar Girl TikTok? (laughs) It's so funny to me. That girl has 100% been drawing her scar on every day. And I love the mission that she's trying to do. Like, I love that she's like, don't cover your scars. Like, let your scars free. Like, yeah, like, let your fucking skin be free you don't have to do anything to it like if you happen to have a scar across your face like kind of makes you look like a badass but this girl is 100% drawing the scar on every day there are literally videos of it being wiped off but like on her platform she refuses to show like any part of it like she'll be like oh I'll wipe it with a baby wipe and she'll take a tissue like not a baby wipe and literally pretend to touch her face and then it's so funny like after she wipes it she always looks at her hand before she turns it to the camera to like see if there's any on it it's so funny and like again I gotta respect her for the commitment to the bit but like at some point it's just weird and like you're a straight up fraud and I think that's what's so hard about like brand partnerships and just like personas online and like quote-unquote influencers which if you know me you know that I have never I don't like the term influencer I think that sounds weird and like culty and like communism like it's just weird like I don't like the idea of somebody being like I was influenced to buy this by this person because I trust everything that they say like that's weird that's not normal you shouldn't have such parasocial relationships with influencers but like I I get it I don't know it's just weird I just don't like the term influencer I would rather them be called content creators like I just very much more prefer the term content creator influencer to me just sounds like you're trying to influence people which like yeah you kind of are but like at what point is it just weird and like tacky and you're a walking billboard for one million different products like it's just weird it's just weird all right so speaking of all of this and just like how I think these girls are kind of like taking a couple wrong turns in 
their social media platforms. So a big goal that a lot of people have is to monetize on social media. So again, this is kind of why I felt like it fit in because like clearly these girls are monetizing from these things. Like, and it's just weird. It's off-putting. It's not, you know, moral. It's not ethical. Like, it's just weird. But I want to talk about some other things that come along with monetizing a social media platform. So last week I got invited to join the Reels Bonuses program. I'm not really sure why um, because my Reels get like 500 views maybe on a good day. So like I don't understand if it's just like now available to everybody. Um, However, I will not be joining it. Um, And I don't think that anybody else should ever be relying on social media platforms to monetize either. And again, not that my number one goal is money. I don't wake up every day and I'm like, I need money. Like, what do I do for money? How can I monetize my social media? Like, no, at some point, like I'm just doing this kind of because I enjoy it. Um, And I think if you do stuff like this and you don't enjoy it and you are only doing for money, you probably won't go very far with it. And I don't say that to be mean, but like you have to be passionate about it. You have to actually care about it. You can't just see it as like a paycheck. So I'm not joining the program because social media platforms are not our social media platforms. And the space that we take up on social media is technically borrowed land. Like we don't own our social media accounts. Like Instagram could literally shut your Instagram account down tomorrow and with the reels bonus program the whole purpose of it is you get paid you know per view that's on your reels and I think the mindset that a lot of people fall into with monetizing via like either TikTok's creator fund or like the Instagram reels bonuses like they just see themselves as like a content machine like oh, I have to be putting out this content and it has to be good it has to do that like I think when you're relying on these platforms to give you views to earn money you kind of, again, lose the passion for it, like if it's always about the money. So again, Instagram could be gone tomorrow. So it's not guaranteed that you're even going to have a consistent like monetization from this platform. And that's not to mention that from my personal experience with clients and other accounts, your views 100% go down as soon as you join any of these programs because Instagram again and TikTok and whatever all know now that they have to pay you per view. So unless it's, you know, top tier content, like you're not necessarily going to see an extra push from joining these bonus programs. So again, I'm not joining it because I feel like it's going to take the fun out of creating. I feel like it's not a realistic or sustainable way to monetize a social media platform. But when it comes to stuff like that, I just would much rather be monetizing in a way that feels natural to me like it feels natural to me to make the guides and to make this podcast and to just like create content in general and templates and and the very few brand deals that I do like that's monetizing myself that's not monetizing via a platform like yes I rely on these platforms to reach people who want to learn about the things that I teach about but I'm not like checking Instagram to like see how much money they made me that day because like it's unreliable that way. Um, so I just like highly recommend not joining those programs and just kind of venturing off into some other avenues. All right. So like I said, <laughs> not exactly the most educational episode, but like I had to talk about this stuff and I don't like to like clog up my Instagram story with talking about this stuff. So I was like, I need to just record a podcast episode about all of this and like 
how my marketing side is like, again, in such a chokehold by this whole situation because I cannot wait to see how Michaela responds. I cannot wait to see a statement from Tarte and I... Just very excited. I'm very into it. But I realized as I was um, taking some notes for this episode that I have a couple ask me anything questions that I've never um, responded to. Like they're just kind of like left over on this list that I had. Um, so hopefully <laughs> the people who ask these questions still listen to the podcast. If you ever have any questions, keep an eye on my Instagram story because I will post question boxes up there to collect questions for these um, or honestly even just dm me like I do save a lot of questions from my dms okay so the first one if you could only have one platform for managing social media accounts what would it be okay I feel like I'm gonna have an unpopular opinion here because I feel like a lot of people would say like oh Planoly or Airtable or Asana or later but like I would die without Google um and specifically Google Docs like if I had to pick just one Google Docs because this is why I have, okay, so I have a content calendar that you can download for free um, from my website if you go to the socialmediasurvivalguide.com and then go to the resources tab, um, but that is made in Google Sheets. Um, ideally, I like Google Docs more, but being able to separate the full sheets on Google Sheets is really convenient, but all of my, okay, so like my client's like monthly outline and where we draft their captions and their hashtags and like where we do approval and stuff is all through Google Docs and Google Drive. Like it's literally, I cannot believe sometimes that Google is free. Like the Google Suite platform is free. You can do every, almost anything in there that you can do with any of these like super fancy scheduling platforms that you're paying for every month. And don't get me wrong, like a lot of them obviously have a lot more features than you can do with just like Google Docs, but like, you can make drop-down menus on Google Docs. You can make tables or you could flip it to be horizontal instead of vertical. Like I'll start sharing more on my story about how much I, I literally use Google Docs all day, every day. I'll start posting some of my like what I use it for. But yeah, Google for sure. Okay, do you think doing the style of content and then this is in quotes, what their feed would look like if I ran their account is a good idea? Okay, so sorry, I had to think about that. Here's my thing with these. And I actually think I've talked about this before. So I don't love these series. And that doesn't mean that I don't not enjoy watching them. Like I do like them. I think a lot of what I see, people are incredibly talented. Like these businesses would be, you know, lucky if these social media managers would work with them. Like they're so good and it looks so good. However, it feels like very unsolicited to me. Like it's the same as people like cold DMing for social media management services. Like it's just kind of weird to like be like, hey, your social media sucks. Here's how I would make it better. And that's how I interpret a lot of these videos. Like imagine if some of these places like did have social media managers that like I don't know, saw those videos and were like really sad. Like not that I think you always have to be worried about like offending somebody, but for those two reasons, like again, it's very unsolicited and also there's clearly somebody running that account. Like it's just kind of weird to me. I don't love them. Um, and I actually know somebody who has done this and the brand took their concepts and just used them. Like they took the feed posts like rebranding and basically just did it themselves um 
So, like, yeah, is there a chance that doing this will get you seen by the right person or, like, a business owner is going to see this and be like, shit, that's so good. Like, I want to work with them. Like, absolutely. I actually think that these are probably one of the biggest lead magnet series or, like, pieces of content that you can make because you're actively showing, you know, a brand that people are probably familiar with and showing the before and after. I also think there's a big opportunity for people to be confused and think that you actually do it and, like, I don't know kind of clout chasing a little bit but like it's again just not my favorite form of content how come you don't share as much about manifestation and crystals etc um because I'm not an expert and not that I think you need to be to like share content like that but okay so if you haven't been like following my Instagram from like the beginning I used to be very into sharing my spirit guide cards and like pulling one every day for people and like crystals and stuff but like over the last year I think the term manifestation has become very what word do I want to use like tainted almost um because I think it's being misinterpreted that you literally just like close your eyes and like say out loud what you want a million times and it's gonna like show up in front of you when really at the end of the day, your spiritual journey is so personal that it's not really easy to share unless you're sharing in a way for people to like, I don't know, learn about the tools that you use. And again, I just like don't feel qualified to be like, this is how I stage my house. I do it. Like I do all of these things. Um, I meditate. I ground myself. I do Reiki cleansings. I do a lot of energy healing like I'm very very into a lot of that stuff um a part of me also kind of like can see how somebody would be like that but just crazy if I like talk about it too much so I tend to keep those conversations private um I'll gladly talk about it with literally anybody it's just not something that I've really fully leaned into like sharing publicly um and maybe one day like I'm definitely always interested in learning more about that stuff I'm always interested in like sharing my journey in order for it to help somebody else but again I I started kind of going through this whole like mindset shift and just kind of like you know shifting my reality like so long ago if there's anything that I can say that again I don't share a lot about this but it's you form your own reality and it took me a really long time to understand that but like if you're waking up in the morning and you're like oh my god I don't want to go to work like oh my god the weather sucks like oh my god I can't find like if you're just like looking for reasons to be pissed off like you're going to continue to be a negative person you're going to continue to not receive the things you're not opening yourself up for things like you need to wake up every day and like I'm not saying you have to go sit in a mirror and repeat these things to yourself three times but like if something goes wrong don't stay with it don't stick with it like you wake up and stub your toe yeah it hurts like scream for a second but then like go about your day like with higher expectations don't go about your day thinking oh well it started off with me stubbing my toe like now everything else is going to be shitty today because then everything else is going to be shitty today like if you wake up and you're like damn, I really wish I didn't stub my toe this morning, but like that probably means something cool is going to happen today. You know what I mean? Or like something better is going to happen today. Like it can only go up from here. Like if you are constantly living in that victim mentality, you are never going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And again, that's been like my biggest lesson over the last few years. Like I'll never forget. It took one person one time to tell me that I was being negative for me to be like, I will literally never let anybody think that I'm negative again. And I don't 
do it in like an overly positive way where it's like annoying and like looking at life through rose-colored glasses but like shit could always be worse and like you can't again live in that victim mentality because you're gonna stay there so I don't know it's really early in the morning (laughs) my brain's a little frazzled um speaking of morning somebody said morning or night um it depends on the day if I'm being honest I do my best work at night like literally midnight is like my favorite time of day um when the rest of the world is like quiet and sleeping and I actually now that I am saying this out loud I think I've answered this before but like when the rest of the world is sleeping and like no this is no offense to my clients if you're listening to this but like I'm I am readily available for my clients like throughout the day so you know one of them could text me and be like hey this needs to be done and I stop what I'm doing and I do that you know what I mean which again no big deal that's what I do for my clients but after hours it's just a little bit easier for me to like tune the world out like nobody's awake texting me my house is sleeping like my dogs aren't you know jumping around and trying to play because it's the middle of the day like at night just when the world is like a little bit quieter and a little bit sleepier I again tend to do some of my best work um okay this is I think all of the questions I'm gonna answer right now because I am starving I need to go get food all I've had is coffee and that is so bad do not do that do not only have coffee when you wake up um I don't normally do that but we needed to get this recording done so needed a little bean juice um okay I don't think I said it in the beginning so nothing like introducing myself at the end um if we don't already let's stay connected on social media you can find me on instagram and tiktok at page media co p-a-i-g-e media co on youtube it's the social media survival guide and then the social media survival guide.com for everything else um by the time you're listening to this i can officially say next week i will have something super exciting coming i'm very excited it's the first thing i've done ever that's not a guide or a template like i'm very very excited for it it costs under ten dollars um it's going to be very much aimed at small business owners who are trying to just consistently produce content so keep an eye on my instagram i'll be posting about it on there it's not going to be like this crazy launch or anything i'm literally just going to activate the button on my website um but that doesn't like devalue anything that's inside of it i'm super excited so i hope to see you over there like i said send me questions in the dms and i will be back next week with a youtube video all about how to price your social media management services so trying to give something for social media managers and business owners to look forward to next week okay thank you for listening i will talk to you later bye